Beautiful. That's what comes to mind when we think about our human design and we're progressively exposed to the perfection of God's original design. Our lives begin to reflect that beauty. Your life is His design and His design is beautiful. Thank you for engaging with us as we are about to be further exposed to the beauty of His design as we look into the world to see Jesus. Hello everyone, it's Vibe Wednesday, another amazing time fellowshipping together. I'd like to welcome you if you're joining us for the very first time here at Vibe Wednesday. Thank you for choosing to join us. We are so excited that you could make it, you could make our time to visit us this evening. All right, let's go straight into the word. Father, I thank you for the privilege of bringing your word to your people this evening. I, I pray that as I speak, Lord, you speak through me. Everything that you have set for your children to experience in this service experience, they experience it in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray that expectations that have been set are surpassed in this service experience. Father, I thank you because you are always good. You are always, always good to us. And we experience it in, its abund in, your, in, in your abundance in this service experience. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. All right, so welcome to another episode of the moneyed series today's episode is titled extraction right so if you don't already know what that word means extraction means to take away right to remove to forcefully remove something you know out of something you know to forcefully take out something out of something to separate something from something all right that's what extraction means and my goal for tonight's teaching is to help you see how god has removed us from the narratives or from the systems of the earth you know systems of the world into his own kingdom right into the abundance that that is consistent with his own kingdom you know and how his own kingdom operates all right so we have been extracted from the systems of the world into god's own system all right so i'm going to be starting with genesis 1 genesis 1 i'm going to be reading from verse 24 and i'm going to be reading in the amplified version all right so Genesis 1 and verse 24 says, Then God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures according to, limited to, and consistent with their kind, livestock, crawling things, and wild animals of the earth according to their kind. And it was so because he had spoken them into creation. I'm going to read that from the New King James Version, right? And New King James says, "Let then God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature according to its kind, cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth, each according to its kind. And it was so. 
Now, I want you to see something very, very important, right? Now, the earth was originally designed from the scripture that we have just read. It was originally designed to bring forth, you know, to bring forth without any human activity being performed on it to yield increase, right? Scripture says, you know, then God said, let the earth bring forth, you know. He did not say, then God said, man will do this so that the earth can increase you know it did not say oh there's something that needs to be done to the earth so that it can increase so everything that the earth was naturally supposed to do was to bring forth and that was as a result of god's supernatural ability you know god's supernatural um god's supernatural involvement right in the earth God had involved himself supernaturally in the earth's ability to increase such that it doesn't require any human activity. I mean, think about it. From when um, the, the days of Eden, from the days of Eden, right? Man was like the last creation. Man was like the, you know, last thing you know, to come into creation. God had created the heavens and the earth. God had created the birds. God had created the this. God had created that, the sun, the moon, and the stars, you know, and then created man. So God did not need any activity from man to actually cause the earth to increase. That was the original design of the earth. The earth was meant to increase by its by God's supernatural involvement on it, such that the only thing that man was supposed to do in the entire original creation story was to tend and to keep what God had already produced, what God had already, you know, put in place for them, right? So God did not come, I mean, so man did not come into the seed to begin to plant purple, you know, he did not come into the scene, rather, to begin to plant um, cashew so that it would grow. You know, man did not come into the scene and he began to plant pot potato in the garden or tomatoes in the garden. No, all of those things had already existed, you know. And then one amazing thing that God even did was that you can eat, you know, just go here, pluck, go there, pluck, go to the ground, take, you know. That's, that, that has always been the system that man was, was designed to be operating on. Go and take, you know, go and take, go and take from the ground, you know, or go and take, you know, what has been made available for you, you know. And of course, tending is not work, you know, just name these animals, you know, then it was even so beautiful. The animals could, you know, sit together. They could play together. Lion was not trying to eat um, cow, you know, snake was not trying to eat. I mean, bruise the heel of man. Everybody was the, the, the whole, you know, um, creation was in perfect harmony. So God simply said, look after, you know, just tend. He did not say till. He did not say have it. You know, he did not say, you know, if you needed to eat something, just go and take something to eat. Right? So that was the original design of God for the earth. That the earth would bring forth without any human involvement. However, 
it did not last long because we know what happened afterwards, right? God had told Adam to eat of every fruit of the tree, but should not eat in the one in the midst of the tree because that was a tree of knowledge of good and evil. And we know how the serpent tempted Eve to um, partake of the delicious fruit, you know, and she ate and she gave Adam and they fell. Now, the disobedience of Adam, right, to not eat any other, I mean, to not, to not eat that particular fruit altered the course, the, the course of the earth. It changed it because then God had to curse the earth for man's sake. Do you understand? The earth was cuckoo on its, <laughs> it's so funny. The earth was on its own. You know, if I was the earth, I would be like, ah, God, I'll <laughs> I was just on my own, you know, but God had to curse the earth alter the system as a result of man's disobedience right so man now had to toil man now had to you know break his back right i want us to see that i want us to see that scripture i believe it's genesis 3 right okay so genesis 3 Genesis 3 from verse 14. From verse 14, it says, The Lord God said to the... Okay, let me, let me just go to where the man, where he cursed the earth for man's sake. It says, verse 17 says, Then to Adam, the Lord God said, Because you have listened attentively to the voice of your wife, and have eaten fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat of it. The ground is now under a curse because of you. In sorrow and toil, you shall eat the fruit of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistles it shall grow for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face, you will eat bread until you return to the ground. For from it you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Now a curse had, has come into place and has totally altered the situation of the earth. All right? Now, God did not plan this from the beginning. I need you to understand. You saw the way that the earth was producing, you know, and all that man had to do was, was to go and take right? So man was not originally designed to toil. He was, you know, he was created to tend. Now, because of the curse, there's not a way that the earth functions, all right? There's not a reality that the earth, you know, experiences now. It's that toil, thorns and thistles, is that you will work, but you will eat small, you know? You will work, but you will eat small. So you will not, it will not yield its best. You know, all those lovely fruits that used to come out at the same, you know, at the beginning, you were so effortlessly. Now you have to walk. And even when you walk, before you will see the thing to eat itself, you know, it's going to be a really, really serious problem. Now that was not the original plan, you know, and I, and I, and I, and I would love to say that, you know, it is usually what happens when somebody has, chosen to remove their minds from or chosen to remove their gaze from what god has provided you know to 
making an attempt. I want to. I want to in my own strength. Because that's what happened to Eve. I want to know. I, I want to know. You know, she was tempted. And of course, I want to. I, 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 you know, selfishness is a very, very terrible thing. As in like, when I mean selfishness, I mean, okay, it's not selfishness. It's more of self, um, self, oh, what's this word called? Like self-concentration, like concentrating a lot on yourself, you know, is so destructive. You, it is so destructive, right? So God had already put something beautiful in place. But for them, it wasn't enough, you know. And because of what they had done, the earth had to take a different position, all right? So God had already put something in place, and he wanted man to simply care for it. But unfortunately, man can no longer care for the earth. It has now been cursed. So he would have to toil and he would have to work very, very hard. And he will have to, the earth will still not produce, you know, what it's supposed to produce. It would not produce its best for man. All right. So in this vein, I would like to let you know that when people say, ah, let's face reality, you know, let's face reality. This is how the earth works, you know. It's hustle, you know. If you don't hustle, you cannot make any ends meet. You know, if you don't hustle, you cannot uh, make success in life. There is a certain kind of progression that, you know, you have to follow before you can make ends meet in life. Let me tell you, it's true. It's true. That's the earth's reality. It's true. They are not saying a lie, you know. They are not saying something that is not true. It's true. The earth right now is in a state where it's not designed to produce things for you easily. You know, for man easily, not you. <laughs> for man easily, right? The, he has to suffer. It's the progression of the earth. That's how, that's how the earth operates now. There has to be suffering. There has to be continuous toiling. There has to be the breaking of your back, you know, before you can actually make something out of out of this earth before you can actually say oh i've progressed and i've i've succeeded you know so when people are saying those things those kind of things they're actually true they are facts it is a fact but the real question is what is your own reality is your reality the earth's reality that i have to toil and i have to struggle and i have to break my back and i have to go through this long process before anything good can come out of what i'm doing is that going to be your reality now of course we know that god doesn't operate that way i'm just gonna tell you he doesn't he doesn't operate that way his own system the way his mind is wired is that abundance 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 this abundance that you know God is so abundant in his mindset. You know, he doesn't think in, in small measures. You know, he doesn't, doesn't even like sweating. doesn't even like stress. After he has done the work of the six days, you know, he rested. That's just Abba for you. He likes to rest. All right? So there is that system of the earth. And then there is God's system that is abundant, you know? There is God's system that produces in abundance. In abundance, there is God's system that is that delights in prospering people. Right now, 
God did not, what has always been on God's mind is that, you know, man will not participate in the scarcity that the earth, you know, has been cursed to have, you know, is that man would now operate in his abundance. But there has to be, a, you know, there has to be a clause. Something has to give, you know, something has to give because every man who is born into this world, you know, automatically comes under that curse that Adam had already um that adam had already created right now let's go to genesis 5 and verse 29 i'm going to be reading from the english standard version i hope that we are still together genesis 5 and verse 29 genesis 5 and verse 29 i'm reading from the esv so I'm trying to get it. ESV. Got it. And verse 29. All right. So he said, it says, and okay, let me read from verse 28. It says, when Lamech had lived 182 years, he fathered a son and called his name Noah, saying, out of the ground that the Lord has cursed, has cursed, this one shall bring us relief from our work and from the painful toil of our hands. Now, if you check what the meaning of Noah is, Noah in Hebrew is the name Noach, right? It's pronounced Noach, not Noah. <laughs> Noach, you know, and Noach means rest. Noach means rest, right? So if we read it again, when Lamech had lived 182 years, he fathered a son and called him rest, saying, out of the ground that the Lord has caused, cursed, this one shall bring us relief from our work and from the painful toil of our hands. I hope we know that Noah is a type of Jesus. You know, they're, they're, all of scripture points to Jesus and there are different types and shadows, you know, of what was to come in jesus right so noach was a type of jesus is rest you know that is going to take you away from the toiling of the earth right that is going to separate you from that hustling and bustling and digging you know and toiling and you know all of that so that the earth can yield its increase onto you it's it's separating you from the human activity that has to go into the earth before it can even produce little to the God's divine enablement that causes the earth to bring forth without human activity. That has always been Abba's um, um, plan from, from the beginning, all right? That the earth will yield to you without your human activity, you know, being put on it, without any human Ah, let's toil, let's do, let's, you know, break our back, you know, let's suffer, let's suffer and suffer and suffer more. You know, some people even glory in their suffering, you know, they, they, as in they take pride in their hustle, they take pride in the fact that ah, they are suffering, you know, they take pride, they take joy. But God doesn't want that to be your situation. God doesn't want that to be the situation of any man. So he created a means, right? He devised a means, you know, and then it was jesus right noach rest i will let you know how that is jesus all right so we're going to turn 
to Matthew 11 and verse 28. Matthew 11 and verse 28. I'm going to show you what I mean when I say Noach is a type of Jesus. Matthew 11 and verse 28. All right. Now it says, come to me. Jesus is talking now. If you read, if you open your Bible, you're going to see that part in red. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me, all who labor, all who till the earth, all who have to break their backs, all who have to hustle. You know, come to me, all who labor. Labor there is toil. You know, labor there is actually toil. Come to me, all who toil and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. All right? So God's actual idea is that you are resting and the earth is still yielding its increase to you because his son has been introduced. Blood has been introduced. Blood has been, you know, shed. Blood has been shed to break the curse. Blood has been shed to break the curse. Jesus' blood had to be shed to, shed to break that curse that the ground possessed, you know, so, such that anybody who comes, this is an open invitation that Jesus is giving to everyone. He said, come unto me, you who are toiling, you know, you are tired, you are, you're, you're doing these things, but it's not yielding any produce, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not looking like it's forthcoming. He said, come to me, I will give you rest. So you see how Jesus is rest for you. Hallelujah. I want you to say, Jesus is rest for me. Jesus is, is rest for me. And he has separated me from the strivings of people. He has se separated me from the toiling of the earth. He has separated me from the hustling and bustling of, of, of the earth. In the name of Jesus, the earth yields to me. The earth yields to me effortlessly. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, I hope you can see that the end of toiling, oh, like if you know that, oh, you want to be out of toiling, you know, it's not by more hard work. The end of toil is not more hard work. You know how they will tell you that, oh, eh, eh, um, if you don't work hard, you know, you can't succeed. You know, if you don't do this, you know, if you don't labor. You can't succeed. And yes, it's a reality under the, you know, the system of the earth. Yes, you know, that can be your reality. But I choose the reality of Abba. I choose the reality of Abba that I come into his son and then I'm able to progress by rest. Hallelujah. I come into his son and I'm able to succeed by rest. I come into his son and I'm able to prosper by rest. I come into his son and I no longer experience toil or labor. All right. So the end of toil is not by working hard. The end of toil is Jesus. The end of toil is Jesus. I want you to say, I have come to the end of toil because I have come in Jesus. I am in Christ and toil has been removed from me. I am in Christ and toil has been removed from me. I am in Christ and toiling has been removed from me. Now, can you see how the separation has been made? 
clearly, very, very clearly, there is a reality. There are two realities at play here. There is one, and the earth shall produce, you know, thorns and thistles, and you will walk, and by the sweat of your brow, you know, you shall produce. It shall produce to you thorns and thistles, you know. And then there's another reality that says, come to me and rest. Come to me and rest. Hallelujah. All right, so I want us to open to Mark. Mark 4 and verse 26. Ali pastor shared the scripture with us. And I, you know, it was absolutely profound as I was studying today. You know, absolutely, absolutely profound. This is what God desires for the believer. You know, verse 26, verse 26. And he said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. This is another reality I want you to focus on, right? This is, this is the other reality, not another. The, the other reality that I want you to focus on, you know, about the kingdom of God, about God's system, all right? So it says the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day and the seed sprouts and grows. He does not know how. Huh? Oh, that's, that's, oh, that's, 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 that's what we discussed at the beginning. The earth is meant to produce and it's not your business. You know, it's not your business. Some of us go into business, you know, and you are there thinking, you are, you are, you are, you are cracking your brain. You are thinking, oh, how is this business going to move from point A to point B? You know, oh, how is this going to do this? You know, from point A to point B. This is how God's kingdom operates. That a man would sleep and wake up and the seed that he scattered. Oh, you know, the funny thing is that he didn't even say, <laughs> he didn't even say, oh, he went, you know, he went to one place, he dug the earth and then he put it inside in this specific place that, oh, yes, I put it. He said he scattered it. He scattered it. Eh? He scattered it all over. And then he says he went to bed. He sleeps and rises. Scripture didn't even say he watered the, oh my God. Scripture didn't even say he watered it. Can you see how much less of your effort, you know, God, God's kingdom needs? This is God's reality. It doesn't even need your efforts. It, scripture didn't even say, oh, he watered the seeds. He says, he, sleep, he slept and he woke. Rest. He slept night and day. He slept and rises night and day. And the seed sprouts and grows. He knows not how. The earth produces by itself first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. But when the grain is ripe at once, he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. Hallelujah. Now, if you are listening to me and you feel like, oh, men, I think that, uh, of course, I, I, I want to believe that at this point, I'm no longer talking to the Blueprint members, you know. But if you're listening to me from any part of the world, you know, and you feel like, oh, there, I, I, PA, I can, I can say for a fact that all I have been experiencing is toiling, you know, and how do I move from God's, you know, from the, from the reality of the earth to the reality of God's kingdom? Let me tell you that it all 
comes with one simple thing. And that simple thing is to believe in what Jesus has accomplished. I will show you what Jesus has accomplished in a bit. All right? So I want us to open to Galatians 3. Galatians 3. From verse 13. Galatians 3 from verse 13 says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. This is something that Christ, you know, did. Such that you are removed from the curse. Eh? You are removed from the curse, you know, and then you are being placed somewhere else. Let me tell you, you know, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. So that in Christ Jesus, I'm reading from the ESV. So that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles. So that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. What am I saying here? Christ has already done what needs to be done. So that the earth can yield forth to us even in our sleep you know so that the earth can yield itself so that the earth can yield itself you know in in bountifulness even whilst we are sleeping all right i want you to lift up your voice and declare i says the earth yields to me in my sleep the earth yields to me in my state of rest i'm in christ jesus and i'm in a restful state the earth yields to me. Hallelujah. The earth yields to me. Praise God. All right. Now, how do I, you know, enjoy this? Because the truth of the matter is that it's been done. So how do I enjoy this? Right. Rest is found when a man is able to completely disengage from the curse and engage in the blessing. Right? So how are you going to enjoy the earth yielding forth? You know, how are you going to enjoy all of those things? You know, because they are there already. It's focus. You know, it's focus. You need to understand. You know, you need to understand that rest here is, found, is found in my ability to focus on the blessing. Right? The blessing is the forgiveness of sin. Is the blessing is what Jesus has gone to do for us on the cross. You know, that forgiveness of, of sin is what has removed us from the curse, right? It's focus. You need to keep your mind where it's supposed to be. Your mind where it's supposed to be at all times. At all times. You are not looking to the left or to the right. You are not looking at somebody's situation. You know, you've seen somebody, they struggled for 30 years, you know, and they finally made it and you think that that can be you. God forbid. How can that be you? How can that be you struggling for 30 years before you make it? How can that be you? Your, your mind is fixed on one thing only, you know, that my sins are forgiven. My mind is fixed on one thing only, that I have come into the rest of Abba because I have come into Christ Jesus. And then the earth yields to me. Hallelujah. The earth yields to me. The earth yields to me. Hallelujah. Rest comes as a function of total dependency on Abba's welfare system, Abba's care system. Hallelujah. This is where rest comes from. The moment you think that there's something that you can do 
to add to you know what Christ has already what God has already accomplished in Christ Jesus then you are setting yourself up to partake of the systems of the world you know to partake of toil to partake of hardship to partake of hard labor you know this rest that we experience in Christ Jesus it comes from a fun, from from a total dependency on Abba's welfare system what is Abba's welfare system? Abba's welfare system is Jesus. Hallelujah. Abba's welfare system is Jesus. Abba's welfare system is Jesus. If Abba could give us Jesus, what can he not give us? You know, what can he not give to us? This is his welfare system. This is how he takes care of us. Is that any man who comes into Christ automatically, you know, is removed, is extracted is extracted from the systems of the world and placed into his own care, his own welfare system. Those of us running away, <laughs> you know yourself, you know, running away, you know, most people have this, you know, the jackpot mentality. You are running away today. You think you've seen the best welfare system come into Christ. Canada is learning. Canada, you know, UK, what UK is even, let me not even go there. <laughs> let me not even go to UK. You know, all these other places, they are learning. Abba's welfare system is Jesus. And if he has given us Jesus, you know, we taught this in the relentless, relentless episodes, you know, that he has given us everything. He has given us absolutely in Christ Jesus. Completely extracting you from a system of toil. Hallelujah. Completely removing you from a system of toil. Completely, you know, taking you out of darkness into his light. Hallelujah. So we've established, right, that there are two kinds of realities. There is the reality of, <laughs> of the toiling of the earth, you know, and then there's the reality of entering making good success by rest which is christ jesus hallelujah so you have been snatched from the hands of the curse which produces endless toiling to the hands of jesus where the blessing lies hallelujah so you have been snatched you have been extracted from the hands of the curse which produces endless toiling to the hands of the blessing where jesus is all right, so you do not participate in the realities of the world, you know. So nobody can come and tell you bull crap and tell you uh, this life, oh, you know. Um, <laughs> I forgot. I wanted to sing this one particular song, but I'm not good with Yoruba. It's one Adekunle song like that, you know. Walk, oh, walk, oh, you know. That's not the reality that you function in, you know. When somebody comes to tell you, you know. And, and that's how I know that my mind has been absolutely transformed, you know, is that when some of my colleagues at work say some things, you know, like, ah, in fact, <laughs> before I listened to this story, when I newly got to my place of work, you know, um, I'm not going to mention names for those people that know me personally, they know where I work, but if you don't know me personally, it's just good, you know, let's keep it hush-hush, right? So when I came, one of the things that I got to discover was that, oh, people don't, like, you know, get to top positions fast. You know, you have to have worked a certain amount of years, 
you know, and all of that. So I was talking to one of my colleagues. And this my colleague, he was not even, I don't even know, he's not, I don't know, he, of course, he's not grace-centered, you know, and all of that. But he said something that was very, very striking to me. He said, other people can have their own experiences, but I have my own experiences. You know, it's me and my God. You know, and he said that, that oh, when he came, in less than two years, he had been made head of something, you know, and of course his pay got better with that, you know, and he's doing right. In fact, right now, I don't know if he spent up to maybe five years in that organization, but right now he's like, he's acting like the, he's, he's, the, he's the present head of primary, you know, and that is a huge, sorry, the, the head of teaching and learning in primary, you know, and that is a huge role for somebody, you know, who has just worked for five years. You know, and when he said that thing to me, like, I had to, I was like, no, but this is so true. This is so true. Everybody would have their own experiences. The world will have its tales, you know. The world would have its own stories. The world will have its tale. But the tale that I function in is rest, though. It's Jesus's rest, though. You know, it's Jesus. My tale is Jesus. My story is what Jesus has accomplished for me. That's my story. That's how I function. You know, that's what I focus on. It's not what anybody else is telling me. You know, I focus on my story is what Jesus has accomplished. That's my story. That's my tale. You know, anything that is possible in Christ Jesus is possible with me. That's my tale. All right. So I have been completely removed. So I don't go about, you know, when they begin to talk about oh, how difficult it is to, you know, be in a particular place, you know, and how this and how that. Ah, no. No, I decree my own truth in that space immediately. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now I want us to open to Isaiah 55. Praise God. I hope we are being so blessed. Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55, you know, we'll read from verse 1. And you will see <laughs> Abba's system again in display. Hallelujah. ESV. It says, come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And he who has no money, come buy and eat. Is that the normal system of the world? No. The system, you have to spend money, you know. The price of dollars, everybody has just been screaming, ah, yeah, yeah, dollars, oh, who they breathe, you know. <laughs> and all of those funny comments that they are making, you know. And every time I see everyone make a comment, I've deliberately just decided to consciously do it right now. You know, when I see somebody make a comment like, hey, dollars, oh, who they breathe, I'll say, I they breathe. Well, because this dollar cannot rise above me. I have risen above dollars, you know, and I say it consciously to myself every day so that I don't partake of that conversation, you know. Ah, dollars, six seventy now, Jesus, hey, wahala. There's no wahala for me, oh. I'm in perfect peace. I'm in perfect calmness. I'm in perfect calmness. I enjoy God's rest, you know. I've consciously just decided to, to keep saying it to myself because that's my reality, hallelujah. Now, he's saying here, come, everyone who thirsts. The natural order is that for you to buy water to drink, you have to spend money, right? But God is saying, come, 
buy, eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. How is that possible? Oh, it's possible because somebody has paid the price. <laughs> somebody has paid the price. Hallelujah. Somebody has paid the price. Jesus has paid the price. Jesus has paid the price. And like the man who scattered his seed, you know, and it's growing. That's how you are reaping where you did not sow. You know, that's a, don't, don't, don't think that it's carnal or don't think that it's something that cannot be your reality. Or don't think that you are, you know, you're holier than God. You're holier than God that said, come and buy something without milk, without um, money and without a price. You are holier than God. You know, some people, when they say, oh, you would, you would, um, you would buy houses that, I mean, you will have houses that you did not build. Some people cringe, you know, and say, ah, well done, no, go and be cringing, no. You know, me, I will sit in, house, in houses that I did not build, you know. I will drive cars that I did not buy with my money, you know. That's how God operates. That's the system of favor. That's the system of favor. Verse 2 says, why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Then he goes to say, listen diligently to me and eat what is good and delight yourself in rich food. You know, another scripture says, delight yourself in abundance. <laughs> You know, he says, listen and eat what is good. You know, delight yourself in rich food. I hope you know that we are no longer talking about, you know, Onje. <laughs> you know, he says, listen. Because one of the ways that you deal with unbelief, you know, one of the ways that you separate yourself from the systems of the world is to constantly have yourself plugged in your gateways filled up with what god is saying to you look at what he's saying here come everyone who thirsts come and buy wine and milk without money and without price no but you know no 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 you have coconut head you want to buy milk you want to buy honey with price you know because you feel like oh you can't do you know ah ah oh jesus hallelujah you know, you feel like, oh, you, you can do it. But you don't know that grace, eh, it thrives in coming to the end of yourself. You know, that's where God likes it. You know, when you have come to the end of yourself, that's weakness. You know, that's, um, I don't have any strength. You know, I don't have any other option. I don't have any plan B. That's where grace thrives. Hallelujah. You know, so it says, listen, give your ears and eat what is good and delight yourself in abundance delight yourself in abundance you know he says here that your soul may live and i will make with you an everlasting covenant my steadfast sure love for david you know some other scripture calls it the sure mercies of david hallelujah and then he goes ahead to proclaim you know the the things that happened with David and then, you know, goes ahead to talk 
to talk about us, the things that we, you know, we, we're going to be achieving or the things that we have achieved as a result of, you know, inclining your ears to the gospel. All right. So you have to ensure that your ears are inclined to the gospel. Hallelujah. I want you to lift up your voice and say, my ears are inclined to the gospel. This is my focus. This is my, this is where my mind derives, you know, its pleasure, you know, in the gospel, in what Abba is saying concerning my prosperity, in what Abba is saying concerning my realities. Hallelujah. So now I want us to go to Isaiah 26 and verse 3. Hallelujah. Remember I said one of the ways that you participate in this extraction is that you keep your mind stayed. You give your ears to the gospel. Hallelujah. So let's go to Isaiah 26 and verse 3. It says, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. He trusts in you. You keep him in perfect peace. Peace there is wellness, is wholeness, is shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, right? Peace there is also prosperity. You know, I saw that in, in, in the concordance today. <laughs> you know, peace is prosperity. Peace is safety. Peace is well-being. You know, peace is shalom. And in shalom is prosperity. You keep him in peace whose mind is stayed on you. The reason you are in peace you know, is that your mind is stayed. You are not, one, you are not wandering, you know. You're, you're, you are not going left and right. Today you, are, today you are, you know, you are in two cities at once. Realities of the earth and then realities of, of God, you know. To the one that benefits you, you are in the realities of God. You know, to the one that benefits you, you, you are in the realities of the earth. You know, you, you subscribe to the realities of the earth at some time. No, 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 no. Is that your mind is fixed. Your mind is stayed on Jesus. A lead pastor said something that was absolutely profound on Sunday. You know, and he said that you cannot benefit from a system that you don't trust. You know, you don't trust. They says you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts. You trust that Abba's kingdom has said he would do all that he says he would do. You know, or has done all that he says he has done. Hallelujah. <laughs> I always need to consciously always, you know, keep that, keep the tenses in mind. Because he will not do. He has done. Hallelujah. What he has already accomplished for us in Christ has been done. Praise God. All right. So I trust in this system. And it's in this system that I will stay. It's in Abba's system, the one that causes me to rest. That's where I will stay. You know, that's why, you know, when <laughs> there was something that happened to me early this year, you know, and I had some money saved up, you know, and I was, I was really like, oh, you know, really looking forward to, um, using this money i had saved up for a particular thing you know of course because we have been taught very well at blueprint church you know and one morning as i was studying you know i just heard the spirit of god tell me that ah, release all this money you know just release all of it 
you know, and in that moment, you know, if I had heard this morning series, you know, in that moment, I think my reaction would have even been different, you know, I would have leaped for joy, you know, I didn't, I, you know, there was no questions asked as soon as I got it, as soon as I got the um, inclination to, you know, sow that money, I did it, you know, but I believe my reactions would have been different, you know, if God told me today, you know, or I feel it, I feel the leading to sow or give something. Right now, I would do it with joy because it demonstrates that I'm trusting in the system of Abba. As in, I would do it with so much joy in my heart because it demonstrates where I'm putting my trust. My trust is not in the system of this earth because this earth cannot provide for me the way God's kingdom provides for me. Do you see why it's important that your mind is stayed here? Can you see why it's important that your mind, you know, that you are trusting in the provisions of Abba and not in the systems of the world. Some people, hmm, <laughs> you ask them, you know, God tells them, give this money. I was, I was listening to a sermon. Uh, I can't remember when I was listening to the sermon. And then the, the, the preacher says, you know, there are some kind of, you know, salary, because if you put your, if you put yourself, he said that if you put yourself, you know, if you put your salary as the system for your wealth, you are already setting yourself up to fail or you're already setting yourself up to be in pain, you know, because there are some times that God can just say, ah, as your salary is coming, you know, so everything, if your salary is one million, so everything, some people would go down, you know, and start rolling on the floor. God, why? Why? Or some people will even say, that's even for people who are serious, you know. Some people will even say, mm, I don't think it's God. I can hear money. Maybe God is asking me to invest in something else. <laughs> you know, some people are scared with the release of their income or with the release of the money that they have in their hand. Monday to Friday, January to December, none of your resources going into kingdom work. None of your resources going into, you know, the, into, into God's kingdom. How do you do it? And how can you confidently say, oh, Father, I trust you. Father, I trust you. Lord Jesus, I trust you. When your resources cannot leave your hand. Ah, ah. Ah, ah. Hello. That's not trust. Oh, that's not trust. Hallelujah. That's not trust. You are, actually, you, are, you are actually taking a position when you do those kind of things. You are taking a position that for this one, oh, I cannot release. Because there's this part of scripture that's, that feels sorry for a man who withholds. Because it says that his, his wealth is like, you know, it's like it's fleeting. It sprouts its wings and it flies away. That's what scripture describes that kind of wealth as. The wealth that, you know develops wings and flies away you know a person that will not trust in abba's welfare system is building wealth that is ready to develop wings and fly away because the systems of the earth the reality of the earth does not provide enduring riches hallelujah it is abba's welfare system that provides enduring riches Riches that stays and extends to beyond the earth. Hallelujah. Beyond the earth. And how you demonstrate your trust in the welfare of Abba. 
you know, because he has said, come inside here and rest. It's like, I don't even know why we like suffering ourselves. Come inside here and rest. That's all. Come inside. Come inside. And the truth is that when your mind is open to what is inside, eh, every other thing loses its significance. You know, my eyes are open and I can see. You know, my eyes are open and I can see an abundant provision of wealth, you know, where it never runs dry, you know, where there is, where there is no scarcity, where, where I can see that God's heart is that I prosper, you know, what else, what else, hallelujah, all right, so I want you to lift up your voice and say, I, I trust in Abba's welfare system, Abba's welfare system is Jesus, and I trust in Jesus. I trust in the provisions of the finished work of Jesus. I trust in resting and yet increasing. I'm trust, I trust in resting and increasing. I trust in resting yet increasing. I trust in resting yet increasing. Hallelujah. You know, and I shared with us a scripture last week when, when I was teaching, you know, Joshua 1. And verse 8 because as I was studying again you know God put this into my mind you know and he says you know that I I I what he said to me was I have not given you rest so that you can continue to chase after you know the systems of the world I have not given you rest so that you can continue to prioritize other things you know I have given you rest so that you can have the time to prioritize the kingdom. You know, you can prioritize me. You know, so he has given us Jesus so that the things that is so that the things that are priority to us, you know, is the kingdom. Why? Because you are no longer bothered about every other thing. How you are going to eat, how you are going to do this, how you are going to do that. You know, and that scripture in Joshua 1 tells us about how that, you know, the commandments of you know, that, you know, that keeping the commandments. I want us to go there quickly. I'm wrapping up very soon. Very, very, very soon. <laughs> I'm almost done. All right. So Joshua 1 and verse 8. Uh -uh, I can't seem to locate Joshua again. Wahala. All right. Deuteronomy. Joshua Judges wrote. You know. And it says... um. Okay, from verse, from verse 7, right? It said, only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. That you may have good success wherever you go. So the reason for rest is for you to meditate, you know, our lead pastor, our lead pastor, you know, shared something with me, even with this scripture, and it was so profound, you know. And he asked the question, he says, what's the connectivity? You know, what's the connection between meditation and good success? You know, what's the connection between meditation and good success? You know, what it means, how, what do I do? I don't have to do anything, but there's good success. The only thing that I have to do is believe, meditate. Focus, Hagar, 
Raw, speak, focus, focus. A lot of us are losing focus. A lot of us are being highly distracted, you know, highly, highly distracted. Oh, you know, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. I want to do that, you know, and then the least thing that you want to concentrate on is the kingdom of God. That's the least thing on your mind. You need to focus, meditate. This is why God has given you rest. You know, it is from this meditation. It is from this, you know, um, it is from this constant repetition, you know, where it's, where it's what is constantly focused on, where, where it's what, when it's what you are constantly focused on, you know, that you can easily just flow into good success, into prosperity, into abundance. Focus, church. So if you did not pick anything today, I want you to realize two things. One, we have been removed. We have been separated from a toiling system, right? We have been separated from a toiling system. We have been brought into rest, into the rest of Abba. Two, being in the rest of Abba means that we focus on or we prioritize what he prioritizes, all right? Because every other thing is taken care of, you know? But let's even leave that clause because every other thing is taken care of. Every other thing is taken care of. It's fine and good. But we are prioritizing what he's prioritizing, you know? God has brought us into rest. You know, the idea is that, you know, when he even, when he was even asking us to um, um, honor the Sabbath day, you know, to, to, to observe the Sabbath day and keep it holy, that resting position is not so that some of... So, some people are resting and they are toiling. I don't even know how they are doing. I don't even know. I can't even say it's, it's the rest that God has provided for us that is making them to just be all over the place. You know, some people will say, ah, eh, ah, me, I'll just come to church. I'll just remember. You know, I'll just sit down. Me, I don't want to serve, you know, so that somebody will not come and say, eh, you know, you have this responsibility. You have I hear that a lot. And whenever I hear it, I cringe. I'm like, where are you from, brother? <laughs> you know? I'm thinking, where are you from? Are you from? Are you are you from this system that I'm operating in? How can you go to a place and say, I just want to sit down. I just want to be, you know, ordinary member. Who does that? You know, it's I'm not sorry, I'm not, I'm I know it's not Koboko, you know, but I'm telling you facts. The whole reason why Abba is prospering you this much, so that you can have time to fellowship with him so that you can have the time to prioritize him you know the whole reason why he has created this you know sabbath year year of jubilee all of those things you know for the israelites is so that this time they can rest and then they can they can have time to fellowship with him so let your mind be focused let your mind be fixed let your mind be placed on what abba's mind is placed on hallelujah and i want you to lift up your hands right now I just declare that I have stepped into Abba's rest. I am in Abba's rest. I am in Christ Jesus. And I am in rest, completely removed from the toiling of this world. Thank you for engaging yourself in this episode. We trust that your life has been beautified. If you'd like to share what Jesus is doing in your life through this ministry, please write to us at hellofatblueprintstories.org. You can visit our website at www.blueprintstories.org. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Blueprints Church and on Instagram at The Blueprints Church. Cheers.